0: The <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Coffee Connections Insights with Innovators. My name is Seth Weiner and I am your auctioneer. Ah, it's uh, fall still. So, uh, in case you're locked in your house and you don't know, it is fall. Yes, it is. Uh, And today's National Color Day. Yes, someone asked me the other day, like, what's the deal with my intros on all of the episodes? Every day there's a national holiday, so I felt it's appropriate to share that with you. Uh, also, someone asked me who I am, so I will once again share that. I am your auctioneer, I'm a benefit auctioneer specialist here in Atlanta, Georgia, working with nonprofits and helping them raise money for all of their organizations. Uh, today's show, uh, we've got a great guest. I'm very excited to introduce you all to Phil Olalier with Next Gen Men and Women here in Atlanta. Now, Phil was raised right here in Stonemount Mountain, Georgia. He earned his BA in public policy studies from Duke University and his master's in public policy with a concentration in social and urban policy from Harvard Kennedy School of Government. He previously served as the director of performance management at WorkSource Atlanta, As a United States Peace Corps volunteer in the Philippines, which that's interesting, I want to hear more about that, and was a sales and trading analyst with Citigroup in New York City, Uh, in 2017 lead Atlanta and 2019 Atlanta Regional Commission RLI alum, Phil is passionate about leading institutional impact focused on delivering services and programming to youth and families most in need. He lives in Summerhill with his partner, Sabrina, and enjoys travel, sports, and stretching his daughter, his do-it-yourself home project muscles. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. Phil, how are you doing there, Phil?
1: (laughs) I'm doing well. How are you doing, Seth? Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man, it's my pleasure. Thanks for joining me on this wonderful day. Uh, The weather's great. Um, Phil, are you a coffee drinker?
1: I am a coffee drinker, and you know what? My coffee mug is on my couch, but let's just have a surrogate coffee mug.
0: Hey, that's a coffee mug.
1: Yeah. yeah that's this will just- count. So uh, do you want me to talk about the significance of this? or Sure. Why not? Um, well, it's not as sentimental as one might think. I actually went through the Atlanta Regional Commission's program, uh, the Regional Leadership Institute, which is a one-week uh, really training, uh, just bringing together leaders across business, business, civic and social sectors to learn from one another, uh, share best practices. And I received this free bottle. And uh, so I use this free bottle.
0: Now, if you were to put coffee in that free bottle, would it be a dark roast or a light roast?
1: Probably dark. Probably and- yeah,
0: iced or cold? I'm mean, iced or cold. Iced or
1: hot? <laughs> in in this in this one, it would definitely be iced. Throw some ice cubes in the bottom. Top it off with some dark roast and enjoy the beverage. All
0: right. Now, when you have an option between a drip or a French press, what do you go with?
1: Um, I don't. I, I don't know. That's a great question. French right. or drip. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of ask for coffee and I drink it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I highly suggest the uh, French. And speaking okay. of French, you know, now that we're getting ethical here, uh, what do you think? Uh, Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee or Ethiopian?
1: Let's go Ethiopian. Let's go. Really? Ethiopian. I got to represent okay. my, my Nigerian West African roots and pay homage to to the east side of the continent. So let's go Ethiopian.
0: All right. Well, let's now take it back to Hotlanta, Georgia. Can you tell everybody about NextGen and how you got involved?
1: So NextGen is a local education nonprofit that is addressing racial and educational disparities in our lower income communities. And so uh, the way that we're we're closing these opportunity gaps facing our under-resourced Atlanta high school students is by creating a pathway to graduation and success after high school, through exposure to local companies, colleges, and after-school mentorship and support. We're strong believers that if every youth can see it and experience it, they can become it. And so it's a four-year program. It's a a gender-specific cohort model in which we work with ninth grade teachers and lead uh, administrators at our high school sites to, to form groups of 15 to 20 young men and women who remain together until they graduate. Each is assigned a teacher and a college mentor who they work with twice a week after school and they take exposure trips every four to six weeks to a different company in college to -hmm. learn what's out there beyond high school, to get excited about potential fields and industries and to build some great cultural capital uh, with a diverse mix of, of professionals. And so uh, lots lots, and lots of personal identity work, social-emotional learning, uh, some heavy doses of, of college and career planning, and really just building a community of support in the form of, of teachers, college students, and uh, concerned residents who are willing to step up and be resources for them.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, but for two, a couple things come to mind. The first question is, I mean, How do you do this during the uh, homeschooling uh, that's taking, that's happening around it or homeschooling remote learning? Let's call it what
1: it is. Remote learning. It's, it's hard, right? We've shifted all of our in-person programming into virtual programming. So leveraging zoom platforms and breakout rooms, social media platforms to just create more accessible and lighter uh, environments for our students to connect with each other and, um, the next-gen resources that we provide them with. And uh, you have to just center student interests and just provide relevant uh, experiences and, and relevant opportunities for them. So uh, I think the social connection is, is what our young men and women are missing the most, or at least that's what they tell us. And so we're trying to uh, recreate some of those relationships and support systems that they miss, uh, and that schools provide um, so easily.
0: Mm-hmm. How long has the organization been, uh, been here in Atlanta?
1: So since 2014, this is our sixth year of uh, programming. It was started by three Atlanta educators. So the idea was born in uh, high school classrooms here in the city. Mm -hmm. And uh, our founders just wanted to find uh, positive exposure opportunities to provide students who otherwise would not have the chance to enter different workplaces or step onto college campuses or have personalized support and mentorship uh, to just dream big, stretch their imaginations and build some agency and confidence in pursuit of their goals.
0: Okay. now the the mission seems similar to. Elements of say a hundred black men or Alfonso, is it Alfonso Johnson? Crim. Oh my god! Um, so it's very similar. in the uh, the um, oh, I'm sorry. They have a they have a program, um, but it's a similar program where it's a mentorship program um, and a small, but like small groups of of individuals that get to go through it. Yeah. Um, do you do you work with any of those other organizations in parallel with them, or is this very very much just next gen.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, we have our own specific curricula and program. A lot of our partnerships, and we're up to just north of 60, uh, rest with local two, four year colleges and companies of all sizes. Mm-hmm. So small, medium, large size companies, IT, hospitality, uh, health sciences, mm-hmm. logistics, distribution, entertainment media. Our job is really to, arm our, our young men and women with just uh, representative samples of what's out there uh, to get excited by visiting different workplaces mm-hmm. and meeting different types of professionals and using that as a, a great way to just form an idea and set a goal and target of where they might wanna be after high school and then have the support in hand during the after school programming to start to build and formulate a plan, build a path uh, to achieving those goals,
0: that's great. Now, with the you've got you've got enough history now that you could actually see the proof in the pudding, right? Yeah. So with the uh, folks that started year one or two or three or four that now have gone through high school and moved on, have you seen uh, what's the success rate of them going to college and getting jobs, et cetera?
1: So we've graduated close to sixty who've completed the the four year program and Uh, it's a range. I mean, we have students who were participants in the program who are now college students in that college fellow mentor role. So they're the ones leading and facilitating uh, activities and and pouring into our current student participants, which is a pretty cool full circle experience. So I think for us, we're, we're agnostic. We see value in Uh, technical and vocational pathways for our students uh, Mm -hmm. if they want to leverage that to to jump to a four-year or even immediate employment if they're looking to work right after high school because there's a need to or they want more time to just figure out what they want to do before investing tens of thousands of dollars into the -hmm. college experience. Uh, We're working to connect them with Opportunities to learn more about what those gainful employment options look like for a newly minted high school graduate.
0: Now, what about the students that don't have the money for school? Like you're saying, if they don't go, if they're not, they want to go to school, they don't want to go to the workforce. Are you helping them figure out how to get uh, scholarships and this sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, it's part of the program. Starting their junior year, uh, they're building personalized pathway plans. And so Hmm. they're saying, you know what? Uh, I've visited dozens of workplaces and engaged with hundreds of professionals, and and have spent so much time understanding my own goals and passions and interests. Um, I want to take the two-year out because I'm factoring in my family circumstances. I'm looking at options around the city if they're looking to stay close to home. Yeah, and it just makes the most sense. And so for us. Um, You know, our job is to give them enough information and insight to make a decision going into their junior year. And obviously it can change. It's fluid. Sure. But there's power behind having a target and a goal and being able to reverse engineer the steps that one needs to take to be in good standing. And so scholarships and financial assistance uh, options and opportunities are all a part of that planning process.
0: Now, I know that uh, people can go right here to nextgenatl.org to find out more information. But where do students hear about you? How do you how do you, how are you connecting with them so that they know that you're even out there and as an opportunity for them to incubate?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Seth. We we only bring students into the program at the schools where we're situated, and so currently we're in five schools across uh, Atlanta, two in Fulton County so Banneker High School and Creekside High School down in South Fulton, and three in Atlanta Public Schools, so Carver, South Atlanta, and Maynard Jackson uh, High Schools. And so we're working with ninth grade teachers, we're we're working Mm -hmm. with um, assistant principals and other administrators to identify who we profile as that quiet middle student who's not participating in sports or extracurricular activities, who's oftentimes overlooked for enrichment opportunities and and needs a nudge. They're Mm -hmm. off in the back of the classroom. They don't speak much, but they're just bubbling with potential and and talent and and just need some support, need some guidance, uh, need some direction to uh, really break in the right direction.
0: That's interesting. So, yeah, that's a very targeted individual. It's not the person that's excelling in band it's not the one that's on the football team it's really the one that has the potential that's just doesn't hasn't tapped into it Um, yeah we
1: want to i mean we only work out of title one high schools and we have a very specific student population that we want to work with because we want to be um really providing this opportunity for the most in need um Mm -hmm. and who can benefit the most and even the bottom dwelling segment receives a ton of remediation help and attention. And so uh, there's this huge kind of in between group of students who Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to fall through the cracks uh, without any sort of um, shoulder to lean on or uh, support system in place Mm -hmm. that can help them make sense of not just who they are and and where they want to be, but take the actionable steps. Yeah, what's getting there?
0: Well, now, have you guys thought about the fact that in the next four, really six years? Let's talk six years, right? Let's just go ahead there. Due to COVID and the education deficit that's happening right now, there's going to be such a need for what you're doing. I think that it's the program is going to, not that it's not needed now, which it is, but we're. I think we're. We're. There's a tidal wave coming that that people are just kind of putting blinders on. Um, what's your thoughts there?
1: I mean, you're, you're spot on. The The gap is, is only widening. And we know that our students, predominantly Black and Latinx students, have less in terms of just resources within their schools, have less in terms of resources within their communities and households. And so making up that gap and, and getting back to a place where they're on par with, with their peers who have more resources and support in place, um, technology, internships, just personalized um, check-ins just to yeah. see how they're doing. So many parents of our students are dealing with the, the after effects of the pandemic, uh, unemployment, underemployment, and uh, just have less to give in terms of their own personal time, but also in terms of real tangible resources. So a lot of what we're doing is just building a community of just people who care and and see the value and exposure and mentorship to stand in those gaps and to really walk with our students um, in the direction of of their long-term goals. And Mm -hmm. we know that the intangibles uh, are are crucial uh, for our students being able to advocate for themselves, just having the agency and the confidence to actually take that first step because they know what's out there. They believe in the goal that they're working towards and they believe mm-hmm. in their own chances of being successful.
0: Well, I mean, I remember being in high school and you know what's the point? Like well, algebra, schmalgebra, algebra. What do I need this crap for, right? And, and but then you, oh, and then I went to college, uh, college campus, and and saw what that was. And I'm like, I want to do that, and that changed my grades. You know, like so I, I can, I personally get, and I'm sure anyone watching gets the value of being able to get mentored and to see the opportunity, to see what the workforce is like, and see that you could be an entrepreneur or you could be, you know, working for an organization or what, what a company and to, to get the bigger picture to motivate you through those awkward years of high yeah. school. Um, where's the growth for the organization? What's, uh, what's your trajectory there? What, where are you, how, how big do you want this to get? Um, what's your vision there?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're hoping to complete a model here in Atlanta. Um, so a, a model for us is, Uh, Roughly six schools with a full ninth through 12th grade presence within each school. And so uh, 800 to 1,000 students. And to have that system and that process of facilitating exposure, providing mentorship and support, and being successful and efficient in our ability as an organization to uh, run an operation at that scale uh, without the quality dipping, is, is our goal. And opportunity gaps aren't just specific to Atlanta youth. These are gaps facing other uh, urban and rural uh, settings across the country. And so the, the big, big goal is to get it right here in Atlanta. And we have everything that we need in this great city in terms of resources, in terms of um, workforce uh, downstream opportunities, but also in terms of just the families and the students and their resilience and determination uh, to really leverage these opportunities to make it to then replicate other models and in, in other mm-hmm. cities and markets that have such a great need in addressing these disparities facing our black and, and Latinx students.
0: How many people are involved in your organization that are like your board or your, you know, your day to day operations, so to say?
1: It's funny. We I was just talking with my operations manager. We're up to 50 on the payroll. Um, wow. So we, we've grown very quickly, but our board is, is 12 phenomenal just community professional leaders in their own right. We have a, a junior board and advisory council of eight, um, and so our leadership team has just been great in generating opportunities, providing strategic counsel and advice, making sure that we're working toward our goals as an organization. And then the full-time staff is, is up to nine. So mm-hmm. nine full-time staff, and we have 22 teachers on contract and 22 college mentors on wow. contract and growing.
0: That's awesome. Now, where do you – and we're going to shift gears here. Yeah. It takes money to do this. Where do you get your funding for, for all of this?
1: <laughs> um, from a lot of different sources. We actually just wrapped up a individual donor drive which is one of our big signature fundraisers of the year where we try to raise enough money to cover at least a third of all program expenses so we want to be able to sponsor and relieve um well we're not really relieving the students of any sort of cost because their participation is free uh um, but we want to be able to to have enough funds that comes out of that fundraising drive. It's called Sponsor of Student, where we can cover all program expenses for a third of our students. And so this year, it's roughly uh, 130000 that we wanted to raise mm. in six weeks. And again, it's really just tapping into the community. It's a grassroots sure. approach just to pull in folks such as yourself who care, who might've been on the receiving end of some mentorship and exposure opportunities where they, when they were young or just see the value in it and, and want to give back and pay it forward. And so I'm happy to report out that we hit our goal. Oh, awesome. We raised uh, uh, to date about 137,000 of that $130,000 goal. Um,
0: Fantastic.
1: But individual giving grants, foundations, Mm -hmm. We're trying to do a better job with our corporate um, asks and in, in involving mm-hmm. some of our corporate um, partners to shift, not only from hosting trips and creating internship opportunities for our yeah. students, but to actually be active stakeholders in providing financial assistance and resources behind our work. Um, schools are chipping in. We we charge a nominal amount just to, to Create that sense of investment in that stakeholder yeah. mindset where they're checking in on us and we're providing reports and updates on how we're doing. We want to be diverse. We know that uh, running a, an organization of this size that's serving 300 students, uh, the teachers, the college mentors, the trips, the, the, the resources and tools that mm-hmm. are needed to run an organization requires full fuel in the tank. And so uh, just impressed with our ability to, to kind of rise to the occasion, not really knowing how this particular drive was going to end up given the pandemic, mm-hmm. but uh, we were able to get it done. And it's just a, a huge thanks to our phenomenal community and, and village of support. Sounds
0: to me like you got to make a deal with like uh, QT and be. And it's like, it filled, and like the fill the tank campaign. <laughs> and they, and they match they they have to be the matching donor there
1: <laughs> right I you know mean, you you have to um, i think our job particularly during this pandemic with students learning from dining room tables and living mm-hmm. rooms and and such it's about just trying different things and seeing what sticks and yeah. so i think the blessing if there's any blessing that uh, could have come out of this pandemic, just given the economic and health and, and educational uh, losses and costs to a lot of us. I think organizationally, uh, it's been a blessing to just be forced to to think,
0: uh, oh, yeah. be
1: strategic and really listen to our students and our families and our educators to find different ways to to just be successful given the goals that we still have.
0: Now with your sponsor student uh, campaign, which congratulations again, um, what was that just a, a call for donations or was it a, a virtual event or was it like, did you hire a, a plane to have a uh, cloud uh, messaging?
1: What'd you do? I, w- I wish I wish we, the banner would have been cool just to, to, to see, but it's a mix. I mean, the goal is we want to sponsor a hundred students. It's 1300 mm-hmm. to sponsor one student we have six weeks to get there. And it's a combination of marketing and PR and email asks and texts and phone mm-hmm. banking and match challenges. And um, I mean, you're, you're doing all that you can to get the word out, um, mm-hmm. be very targeted and focused on re- uh, just the retention of previous donors, but also opening up our doors to new individuals who might take a liking and interest in uh pushing our work forward and so i think you have to underscore the the mission and the impact and we're trying to really create an exciting level of belief in what we're doing and and our why to get people to to get on board and to bring their friends and for friends yeah. bring friends and uh you just figure it out and so yeah. we tried a, a a number of of tactics and strategies to get there and i'm glad we made it happen
0: gotcha so there wasn't for this uh campaign there wasn't a specific like virtual event or uh or just like a one thing you just this this was your mission and you just hit it up in all different places have you done like an in-person event in the past or is it always been or very much just Throwing it out of the different sources.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we host like friendraisers. So imagine a board member or advisory council member opening up their home and inviting friends and family to just hear the good word,
0: mm-hmm. learn more
1: about the mission, the organization, um, and just personalize the work and the ask. I think remotely, we were able to to have a few of those Zoom friendraisers. That were were somewhat effective. I think what was most I think what's most effective is being clear on the goal and being able to break down what the money is. Excuse me, what the money is going towards. Yeah, and um, creating a sense of of urgency. And so for us, six weeks is great because we still have a program to run and young men and women to support and mm-hmm. educators to support. Um, so we don't want to be fundraising and in, in perpetuity, but, uh, the time pressure helps. And then even within that six week window, we find match challenges and other ways to create some level of, of time pressure, just to activate people who have thought about giving and now, uh, are kind of feeling the crunch to kind of make a decision whether or not they want to pull the trigger or not.
0: Now, one thing that I, I, this percolating in my head Go figure on the coffee connection, right? Uh, with with kids not in physical school, isn't it a little bit more difficult to pinpoint who those students are that really need to that qualify for for this program?
1: It's it's all relationships, Seth. I mean, our work is rooted in community. It's mm-hmm. rooted in building and fostering relationships, student to teacher and college mentor, organizational relationships with our community partners and the companies and colleges that open their doors to our young men and women and feeding and cultivating those relationships. And so with our students in terms of recruitment, it's no different. Uh, We are working with schools to get our hands on rosters of ninth grade uh, students. We are outreaching or conducting outreach with um, families and parents and guardians Um, We are creating. We had this this cool drive where the first 100 students to register because students have to register every year Mm -hmm. um, just to have updated contact information and consent by parents. But the first 100 received gift bags like swag bags. And Our entire team jumped in the car and we drove around town just dropping off <laughs> bags and engaging with families and parents and students and checking up checking up on them. But those little things make a huge difference. Absolutely. Um, we'll be delivering the other bags to the remaining students uh, in the coming weeks. But the relational magic is what makes NextGen special and unique. Mm-hmm. And we lean on those relationships, not only in terms of the recruitment of students, Uh, but the sustained quality of our program experience for everyone involved.
0: Awesome. Well, before we close things up, is there anything else you want to share about NextGen?
1: Yeah. If if you're someone out there who's interested in getting involved and opening up your workplace to a group of students to learn more from you, your personal story, your professional work, or you just enjoy our work and want to get involved in any way possible, please feel free to reach out. The website is below. You can email me directly, phil at nextgenatl.org or uh, follow us on social at NextGenATL. We're always looking to just, again, create more opportunities and, and partnerships in ways, frankly, to just uh, pull our, our young men and women into some really cool environments to learn um, and to just uh, continue to, to to drive in the directions that they want to go, uh, given their college and career aspirations.
0: I can't wait. Ten years. We should make a date. Ten years from today, let's get back together and talk about how those students now are running our city.
1: Let's do it, brother. <laughs> the businesses oh, oh, and. The
0: That's going to happen. There's no question. Uh, Phil, thanks so much for your time. Uh, Before we close, I always ask my guests to suggest and recommend a future guest. Is there any organization that you think uh, you'd like to recommend for Coffee Connections?
1: My good friend and an exceptional ED in her own right, uh, Kimberlyn Bolton with Reimagine ATO. Um, Her work is in the creative art space Uh, there are elements of youth development, elements of exposure, elements of workforce development, but she is sharp. She is, um, just a force and has been a great thought partner and and friend to lean on. So hopefully you can, you can get Kim on the show and, and learn from, from her work and experience.
0: I would love to. So we'll connect on that. Uh, thanks so much, everyone. Thanks for joining us, uh. And next gen, this is a great organization. Please check them out. Uh, just excited to see what you're able to continue doing, especially through this time. So thank you for all of your efforts. Uh, and we'll see everyone next week. Have a great uh, rest of your week, everyone.
1: I appreciate it.